0: Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Here's your host from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin.
1: Hello, we are the Get Savvy Club and we're on a mission to teach anyone in property how to get visible online. Why? So you can get deals, you can get direct bookings, you can find JV partners and investors, or if you're a realtor or estate agent, you can find new stock and ultimately you can make money. If you would like our help, just message us on info at getsavvyclub.co.uk or find us on social media. Hello everyone, welcome to Property Marketing Made Easy. I'm Anita Baldwin and I'm here with Anna Geary. We have a brilliant guest on, somebody
2: that I've known for quite a few years see you know when you pass people and different but i don't think we've actually ever met but we've been like connected on facebook for years and i've kind of seen his sort of success over over the years and he's, he's grown and things and he's got a lot a lot to offer so this one is going to be a good one if you are in business so obviously probably in property business and you know you've got to sell but the thought of selling absolutely makes you cringe so this guy is a well basically helps people sell but not in, like, a bad way. He's not going to make you uh, do all these sleazy tactics. He's got, like, a, quite a nice way about him and and a way that makes, makes you be able to sell in this day and age. It's not like back in the 80s. Time to be real. Is anybody else on this podcast? Me and Anita, we're a bit like loners, really, aren't we? And If you've heard of Be Real, get in touch and let us know because Be Real is more of a... And you
1: what, could, what we could be, be, be friends like. because I've only got four friends on Be Real. Yeah, that's
2: the so point. if yeah, you're on it we could be friends could... let us know what are you called and if yours? you don't even
1: know what it is you've never heard of it then basically it's just a little app and every day at a random time it tells you to be real and you have to take a picture and it takes front and back pictures, so it kind of shows what you're doing and what's going on in your world and then you yeah. can just see your friends so at that moment in time you can see what everyone's doing so I mean I say like friends see... one's my daughter one's yeah. my business partner one's my accountant <laughs> No, same. <laughs> the random. So, yeah. Once
2: well, a Facebook ads expert. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Mine. If you want to follow me on Be Real, is Anna Gearbox. If you are struggling with sales, or if you want to get better at sales, this is the episode for you. Let's get into it.
0: If you're enjoying Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, follow, and subscribe. I've got a training company. I teach business owners, solo entrepreneurs, their teams how to sell. My focus is around sort of human-to-human communication, uh, kind of like the old-fashioned way, if you like, you know, in this modern world, and just make sure that the humans are doing a great job when the computers have stopped working, or maybe the the client hasn't quite taken the next step yet. So yeah, I have a training company that teaches uh, people how to sell I think really with um you know my philosophy of of being in service of others at all times, really. Yeah.
1: Do you know what I think selling is probably a lot of people in business's biggest fear and biggest weakness and actually you kind of feel like you're trying to grab money from someone rather than you're trying to add value to them so what you know for anyone listening that is like oh god i'm really rubbish at selling what's like the fundamental thing that can help
0: people yeah good question i mean there's just so many answers to that question i suppose but i always say look when you're selling in the 1970s and the 1980s and the 1990s and all that kind of stuff you you're meant to have the gift of the gab and you're meant to be able to talk forever and talk over the internet. you
1: ever watch Boiler Room? Sell snow to Eskimos and
2: all of that. Do oh, you ever watch Boiler Room? I've never heard of it. Oh, you've watch Boiler Room. Because that we had that was like our sales training. when I was like... What is it, a, <laughs> a film? Some early, yeah, it's, it's a film. And it's like the old school ways of like selling, basically.
0: And I think like from my point of view, to answer Anita's question, I go, actually, in the 21st century, it's not meant to be like that. It's, it, I, I see it very much as the salesperson being a guide like you're not meant to talk somebody into it uh in the 21st century they've already selected you they've they've followed you online they've moved towards you whatever so really it's it's kind of like just don't screw it up when they finally (laughs) come to talk to you you know just have some skills get a bit of structure um just be easy to buy from and and just make it elegant and Conversational and don't try and sell something to somebody every time. It's like, look, you know, if we're not a good fit, let's just say it as it is at the beginning. And for me, that's the simplicity of it, to be honest, Anita.
1: It's funny because there are times you're absolutely right. And there are times, and this isn't every time, obviously, but there are times I'll get on a sales call with someone and they'll be like, okay, how do I sign up? I'm like, well, hang on, shall I just tell you the price? Shall I just go through what you get? And they're like, no, no, do I want it. this stuff. Just do yeah, me too. They've
0: done it, haven't they? And I think, I do think that, like, you're meant to be easy to buy from in yeah. a crowded marketplace. And also, I do think what you said at the beginning is right. I genuinely believe this, that I think the art of uh, sales and conversations and negotiations and, and all that kind of stuff, I think the art of communication is going down quite a bit.
2: Yeah. And
0: what I sense, and I don't know whether you have the same, what I sense is, and maybe it's an age thing, I don't know. But I sense a craving, certainly from my clients, to be around other human beings, to talk to other human beings. Look, of course, we'll click on things and buy for a few hundred quid here and there. You know, you buy your shopping online, you buy bits and pieces I get all that. But even then, sometimes, like if my wife Kerry and I and the kids want a nice shopping experience, we'll go to like one of the local villages and use some of the local shops and go to some of the local stores and buy local honey and get to see the people. I think if you can create in the modern world like an online experience that feels tremendous and people buy, and there's a human being at the other end of the line, for those of us that are a bit more cautious about investing, you know, a grand, five grand, 10 grand, 20 grand in a service or a product. But like if you can get... Rightly back,
1: so. You should be cautious, shouldn't you? Of
0: course you should. And I think, you know, caution's part of the human experience. Yeah. And fear is involuntary. You know, there's fearful parts of the brain to keep you safe and to make sure you don't get screwed or turned over. But I just think if you... My bit and what I teach is is very much like, how do we recreate a great experience online and offline with lots of touch points, Uh, basically like a client experience. You know, when somebody buys from you, it should be a nice experience and and you have to put some effort into doing that. And one of those things has to be if a staff member or if you have have to have a conversation, answer some questions, do some technical information, whatever it might be, you don't just want that person, unskilled, untrained, just randomly talking and spewing up on your shoes with loads of technical information. You want them to know what they're doing, and that's kind of what where I come in really.
1: So when you teach sales training to your clients, what is like an acceptable or or a decent conversion rate? So if you're getting on people on calls for people, how many do you think out of those calls you should be able to sell to? Yeah, good
0: question. I mean, um, there isn't a universal number. And also I actually my philosophy is is I don't think like that. So um, I just take each individual conversation on an individual basis and take each human being, because I think people have forgotten that leads are actually humans, you know, yeah. leads human beings with problems, with requirements, or groups of people, you know, businesses are not businesses, they're people, businesses are people, you know, if you're in the corporate world or whatever, you're dealing with people, not, not the business. So the way I see it, very simply, again, great question, Anita. Simple, like at the end of that conversation, like what's the logical next step or not at all, like let's call it a day. Or look, if you need to stick around a bit and consume some information, that's cool. As long as there's an intention or a desire at some point in the future to make some progression towards ultimately you giving us some time, money and energy commitment and us delivering on a product or a service that's going to accelerate your situation like that's how I believe as long as you convert that situation forwards backwards or outwards you know it's cool and that's the only conversion you need to think about is like what is the logical next step with this particular situation um and it doesn't have to be like the logical next step doesn't have to be they got to give you money or you got to close them but it's like how do we progress what's the next touch point what's the next step towards Mm. Look, you know, you only do business with somebody when there's no questions left. If somebody's like wants to work with you, but they've still got loads of questions, they'll say things like, "I need to have a think about it." It's not the right time. Pop it on an email, all that kind of stuff. As long as there's a next step, and then after that, there's a next step, and there's not ne- until eventually, there's no more steps apart from you.
2: Need me. a no, you need a yeah. no, or yeah, one or so the so it's all about
1: the follow up then, really.
0: Well, I think it's about creating a sales process, a, a customer journey, a client experience. So, that from the moment the human being clicks on a link, comes into your showroom, downloads something, a micro commitment, from the moment they show some interest in how your product or service might help them, then as long as there's little touch points, micro commitments along the way, then you start the relationship. It's like dating, isn't it? I know that that gets said all the time, but you know, the, the night I met my wife, Keza, right, it was in the So Bar in Birmingham about 11 stone ago. Now, I didn't that (laughs) night try and uh, marry her, have kids, buy a house, and leave a legacy. I'm putting the foundations down for the next date, hopefully. Why would sales be any different? I see so many salespeople who are not that skilled, who sort of have this expectation that just because somebody's shown a bit of interest, then they're next to sort, they're meant to then not sort of you know take all the clothes off and get married. It's like no, (laughs) it doesn't work like that. It's okay for this to be two groups of human beings collaborating towards the vision of a great resort, You know, that's okay. That's
1: where I've been going wrong in my dating. Hey. <laughs> You've been taking your clothes off. Leave your clothes on, Anita.
0: <laughs> it's just,
2: you know, <laughs> so, so, what, so you yourself then, Matt, what type of sales job, How did, what did you cut your teeth on? What kind of sales jobs did you have early de- in the early days, oh, if any? Anyway?
0: Oh. I mean, well, firstly, no one – I didn't leave – I didn't go to school going, I want to be a salesperson, you know. I can't remember what I wanted to be. I think I wanted to be a professional sportsman, to be honest, a cricketer or rugby or something, and that never worked out very well. But, um, yeah, my first sales job, don't ask me why, was selling – Ladies' sanitary wear in Birmingham, cold calling, and I was absolutely shit at it <laughs> for a company called Exclusive Washroom Services. And oh, it's just, right, I see. So, so you got bees.
1: Yeah, yeah. Calling, I mean, so I started just ringing women going, Got a period? I can help.
0: Yeah, I, I <laughs> are you I, on the rag? <laughs> no training, like just not 200 doors. I used to know my way around Birmingham, like you wouldn't yeah. believe, it. You get a bus and a train and all that kind of stuff. But I'll tell you what I learned, really. This is what was great about it. I had no training. I was just given a, a few brochures and sent on the road for a few weeks with a lovely lady. I can't remember her name. She was a great salesperson. Linda was her first name. And she was a great salesperson. I just sort of learned from her. And she's a, she'd got some great traits. She was very conversational. She wasn't pushy. Um, she was a good communicator. She got good questions. And I remember learning a lot from that. What I learned really quickly was if you knock on a door... We used to have to get compliment slips and stuff. But if in sales, if you're doing all the talking, it doesn't work. Mm. So, like, I I learned very early on that if you're explaining, you're actually losing. So what I learned to do straight out the blocks was to have powerful questions, like what you'd call, I suppose, like old-fashioned, you know, if you're in a social event, like a a conversational opener. But, and it is a but, not an and, um, but not like a random how are you today yeah. Because that that just creates like a mess, really. Nobody's got time to stop and answer, answer that question to a salesperson. So it's to have a question that was linked to an outcome. And I learned that really quickly. And to this day, you know, my philosophy, it's called open with a close, is to start with the end in mind. So ask somebody a question linked to an outcome that they could get to create a vision of a result and then work backwards if that vision's something that they might be interested in. So that's the first thing I learned. Uh, cold calling, was to stop talking and start asking. I learned to do this really quickly. It's used to knock on doors at first. I used to say, are you interested in ladies sanitary wear? No. <laughs> yeah, but you don't understand, because I've been told this sanitary wear, this, this, yeah, bye, bang, slammed slam door. Like, and I'm telling you, I don't care who says num- sales is num- numbers game. ain't a lot of fun this is not a lot of fun so i I was like i can't do that and i fear rejection as well i don't like being rejected by people Mm -hmm. so i need to come up with some like fast so i came up with um hey really need some help they're like yeah how can i help you well who in your organization is responsible for the health and wellness of your female staff and you see that question straight away Like no one else is kind of asking stuff like that. And I was 17, 18, fancied myself a little bit and all that malarkey. But just that question, it it engaged people. And again, anybody listening to this, sort of my number one thing is if you want to be great at sales, you've got to learn to listen and ask. Mm. What do they need from you? What do they want? What kind of results would they need to get for this to be like worth giving you a few minutes? Like what results would they need to get the end for it to be like the best investment they've ever made. If, if you can add that into your armory,
1: Emma's just, uh, Emma, Emma <laughs> Emma's just gone
2: pink. It's because I'm not a real person. I'm an I'm an AI. I don't know. My like, I'm going th- to gonna tag. That. I'm going to tag <laughs> my the IT guy into this because I keep telling him it happens. He's like you know it can't. It's not the thing, but it obviously is. it does. It's happening. So anyway, I've gone pink yeah. for the listeners that aren't. But it's so she's
1: like completely normal. Just pink. So just pink. Yeah. okay. We can I'm carry pink
2: on. Purple. Yeah. Still. still Sounds all right. That's the main thing.
0: I learned the hard way both. I yes. just learned that and I learned it for myself. And then I went into the photocopying industry, which was like proper hardcore. And I didn't like what I was hearing. Unfortunately, I had a lovely boss. Um, he just so selling
1: it. photocopiers into offices.
0: Yes, into yeah, schools. That is, that
1: is hard work, I imagine.
0: Yeah. It was not at, at the beginning. But again, because I'd learned cold calling to ask, I, I was able to get people talking. And I think I had a wonderful boss, Anita. He passed away mm. just a few weeks ago. He was a great friend of mine, a guy called David Hodgson. He was my first mentor. And oh, it became... made such
1: a massive difference. I had a great boss early on, and it made a massive difference to my career.
0: We became family friends in the end. Mm. And they were taught by like Xerox and Toshiba and like the old-fashioned sales stuff. But what he brought to the party, which I loved, was the human element, was the genuine compassion, actually being interested in others and being memorable. You know, there's... Yeah. There's just creating a nice experience so that was my background and I started a family business when I was 22 with that with that with those skills really in, in retail
1: yeah do
2: you think, think your Brummy accent helps you with your sales I don't think you've really got a Brummy
0: accent it not, a bit. it's not broad <laughs> well, what, <laughs> what do you think
2: yeah I think it's a trustworthy accent like a Geordie oh thank um, you yeah
0: I always say look you know Probably like you, I'm very humble to have like clients all over the world now. And I speak all over the world now, which is great. It's really exciting at times. It's a bit nerve-wracking at other times as well. But I always say, whenever I speak, I go, look, never underestimate a Brummie. Two reasons. One, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we're not as stupid as you think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, good thing to say. It's a good thing to uh, talk about those things straight away, isn't it, when you do sort of speaking and, and such like. things, that, Especially if you're in America. Do they even know what that accent is? <laughs> Like,
0: what? Well, not sure. <laughs> the American people love, love. I don't know why, but they they either think I'm an Australian or they oh. think I've got the perfect English. And I, I don't see either. But you
2: know, yeah, it's funny what they some of the things. they oh, I love your accent. It's, what's that? it's a Leicester yeah. accent because yeah. uh, well, we're only in Leicester, not too far from you. Um, yeah. What? So where? Like. Where do you speak now then? What sort of speaking events do you do?
0: If I think about the last few weeks and months, uh, obviously my business partner, Nick James, uh, puts on sort of three or four pretty big events each year, Expert Empires. So I normally speak at those, which is always great. I speak at one or two um, other sort of circuits, a uh, property circuit I speak, although I haven't been doing that since COVID because it's only started to, to happen again. Yeah. So I need to reignite that. Do a lot more of these kind of things online. But also I, I do my own, uh, I do a three-day certification training every month where people fly in to, we're right by Birmingham airport. So um, yeah, we have people from all over the UK, all over Europe fly in Uh, as far as Philadelphia in America, sometimes as well, which is, which is cool. So I do my own event every month and, and I do like a couple of like half day training and stuff. So, Plus, I've got my Academy members, so I'm probably on my feet speaking at least 10, 11, 12 times a month, plus these kind of things.
2: And who would be your ideal client then?
0: See, that's a great question, because when I started out, I started this company in 2017, all the bones of this company, on my kitchen table, really, as a consultant. Uh, Then it was anybody, literally anybody that had a sales team uh, in business. And because I'd come from my own sort of family business of 16 years, in the retail sector, I used to sell tiles and bathrooms over a counter in my own business. I kind of started with our SME business owners with a sales team. But as my company's developed, the front end messaging is, is quite is quite wide now. So we probably have like three or four genres where we do really well. So we've got the professional services, which before COVID, if you'd have said to me that you're going to have lots of people from a state agency, finance, dentistry. Like that whole world, come and get sales training, professional sales training, which was amazing. Definitely like the trades, uh, solo entrepreneurs that are looking to, to grow. That That's definitely yeah. a part of it. And then definitely experts, coaches, consultants, trainers, that kind of world. And and that probably inherited quite a bit of that from my business partner as well, which is his, his place. But then something that's come up, which I haven't really stepped into it, because at the moment I've been so busy with my, my camera, is um, yeah, some of the corporate companies I work with. When my formula is operating throughout the whole of the company, because it's got language culture in it, because it's got mindset in it, it's where I get the biggest results. So that's actually the area we're looking to develop the most at the moment.
1: Yeah. So how long do you generally work with people? Is it do you, like in the corporate, do you do a day's training or is it over a period of time?
0: Yeah, so from a corporate point of view, I've got two sort of private clients where it's a, an annual programme where I work with them closely and they work in my group coaching at the same time as a as a bit of a hybrid. So but most of my work's done over 12 months, um, but I do have shorter versions as well.
2: Yeah. So could somebody come and get like, so come to the three-day event with you then and pretty much get what they need to crack on? If they're an individual working for themselves, yeah, if they're just not, no. they haven't got a massive team or anything like that, it's just maybe them and maybe one or two others, they could just come to this. Yeah. get a system and, and go away and just work, you know, have those tools.
0: Yeah, actually, Anna, I'll tell you something, and this is definitely a fluke from me, c- complete fluke, and I'm glad I fluked it because it falls really in line with my personal values, is that, like, when I look at it, right, if you type in sales trainer online today, uh, you, you could spend a month, like, scrolling through it all. And, and yeah. I have no shadow of I, I follow a couple of people who are, who are great, and I really like their work. Um, but there's also a heck of a lot. I'm sure it's the same in your industry, like you know, marketing. What you're in sales anyway. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people out there who just literally are trying to make five, six, seven grand a month. Yeah. Um, do a few online trainings, and they're designed really to incomplete people. All the work I've done, you're gonna have to kill me to make it different. Any time I train, any any information I give, I'm looking wherever possible, to give something that one person goes, wow, that's really helpful to me. And I've built my company on the results of others. And I'm really I'm really proud. I fluked it to start with. Um, and, and I'll tell you why I fluked it, because it was like when I first started working my, my first client, Nick, who's now my business partner, like the only thing i would got in my I've just got to get this guy a result. And here's the reason why. He wouldn't pay me to give him consultation. Because he was like, well, you've never done any consultation. I ain't paying you. But I'm interested in what you're saying. Yeah. So I was like, well, I said, well, I'll tell you what then, I'll come and do a half day with your team, and when I knock their socks off, you'll pay me the next two days. I went, deal. Like, I had to make That's it That's a image.
1: really, really good compromise, because there's loads of people starting out, and it's hard to go, oh, here's my, um, you know, experiences, and here's all my re- recommendations. Oh, I haven't got any, but I know I'm good. So, also, yeah. it's
2: harder to convince a friend. Like, it's as crazy as that sounds. He I should didn't, uh, you should not know you can do this, but yeah. I didn't
0: blag it. I just went, yeah. you're right. I mean, look. Yeah. I've never given sales training in this group. Mm-hmm. I have got some coaching background. I've done this, that, and the other. but the truth is, why don't we give it a go? And at the end of it, we both win. Either it's a Matt, that was shit. Never see me again, but at least you had a crack or Matt. That was great. Let's talk about what we're going to do. So, yeah. so that was, that was the fluke. And then as of then, I was like, anything, anytime I speak or teach or train, I just really want to share what I know. And what i would learned is during the recession of two thousand eight, um, as a family business, we invested quite a lot of money, and then there was like a massive recession, and and it was it was like I don't know if you remember two thousand eight. I don't know what it was like. I
1: was working banking at the time.
0: Yeah! Wow. I <laughs>
1: well, was I was part
2: time, so it was I'd not long had my daughter, so I was part time was about right for the recruitment business I was in. Um, you know, so it, how busy it was. You know, part time was great. Luckily, we where we were. Um, a, a particular company had like we're getting rid of loads of people all around the country and uh getting a shared service center in Leicester and we were recruiting for that otherwise I think the company I was at probably would have gone under
0: well you know I think like you to come through that I, I learned a lot and and I think it was our sales process we hardly I didn't really know what marketing was to be honest um our marketing was all organic and and like I I teach I teach people now how to make money offline. That's my bag really. Nobody else is really teaching it, which is why it works. And I think because I'd come through that period of time using good sales skills, I actually didn't realise when I met Nick that there was such a big problem in companies that thought that if you were great at marketing, the sales would follow. Yeah. And well unfortunately- it's
2: surprising, isn't it, that as people set up businesses all the time, every day, and they don't really take sales and marketing seriously. They just See, kind yeah, of I think, well, think people focus I'm great on the sales,
1: sales and forget about the marketing. And then, because I've been in marketing forever, marketing the budget, my budget is always the first to get cut when times are hard. And it's yeah. like, are you insane? You know, so I think people don't value marketing as, as yeah. much as they should. They also, think it's just like, we'll just we'll just talk about our products a little bit more. And, yeah. um, you know, and then I, it's I think, about the selling. You've got to get bums through the door. So yeah, but that's corporate people.
2: thing like that. But I think individuals that no, I was in corporate,
1: be, wasn't I? Forever, yeah, so.
2: but, you know, those, you know, like individuals that think uh, they're good at something. So therefore, they're going to have a business in that thing. And they just completely forget that actually part of the business is that you've got to do sales and marketing. Because they just think, well, I'm a great coach. And it's like, does doesn't really matter, does it? If you're a because if no one knows of you, like you say, they're not mark, being marketed to, and they're not, sell, you know, you're not selling anything, then nothing's going to happen.
0: You know, the other thing as well, my, my experience, and and through our training centre, we've got two companies there. My business partner and me, and we share one of them, or we're 50-50 on one of them. So we have probably I don't know two, three, four hundred people a month, probably more, from different backgrounds, from different come come to the training centre. I think there's also quite a lot of blind spots. In the entrepreneurial space, so let's just say as it is, there are a lot of gurus. Let's use that word that literally paint an amazing picture for an entrepreneur, and 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 there's definitely lots of gurus who are doing a great job at teaching people to do that. There's there's no question about that. But also, I think there's a, a lot of work that goes on, you know, behind closed doors, underneath the blanket, underneath the bonnet where it's just bloody hard work, isn't it? You know, generating opportunities through marketing and having a strategy and not wasting loads of money at chucking up Facebook ads and then following leads up and having a sales conversation and people and money. It's and a pots. machine,
1: isn't it? It's a sausage factory. You've no, got
0: to do no work. Much, I think often it's just a blind spot. I, I meet so many wonderful human beings who, like, literally just want to help others and they want to serve others and all that kind of stuff but they've got no customers, but they've got a funnel and they've got a YouTube channel and they've got a website and they've got online trainings, they've got a podcast with six followers and they've got this and they've got that. And all of that, you go, look, do you know what? Bloody fair play. How many customers have you got? And they're like, well, you know, none yet. And it's like, fucking hell. It's like, come on. You've got to find one. Because a lot of
2: that stuff that you just spoke about is fun to people. Or they, yeah. they can tinker around with it and feel like they're doing... Well, I think there's a lot that. of
1: people telling you you need all of that, and you do, but essentially... Get out there and talk about yourself but lots of people do that and then go oh yeah I, i've talked about myself well you can't just do it once do it every single day you know for a year and then your message will start yeah. getting out
2: there. So, we, so we help people in property and often they've been on property education they've done property education with one of the training companies somewhere which is great and they're they're mm-hmm. in a job so they're people that don't have businesses necessarily so they've, they've always worked which is great they've got a bit of money they want to do property because they don't always want to be in the job and it's that's brilliant so they go they buy market they go they buy the training so they buy the education and they're learning all the different strategies and, and and they're meeting lots of people and they're getting on great but um that's what they're missing is the sales and marketing piece because they, it's actually it is a business yes you're getting into property but ultimately if you want investors you're going to have to get out there and market yourself as somebody yeah. that <laughs> you know yeah exactly they've been told get on social media for example, by the training. It's fine because property education, they're, they're teaching them a the strategy and they're, they're saying the right thing, get on social media. So often they just are like, they're like, I'll schedule a few posts, so I'll get a VA and they'll put some, but they're, they're, no one's actually explained to them why, <laughs> what the whole point of this is, is because you're, you're trying to get like actual leads in so that they can have conversations with people and then they can actually get whatever you're looking for. So whether that be deals or your you know, investors or maybe even just direct bookings into your service accommodation. But it's like there's a bit of a disconnect. And I guess that's where we kind of come in and help them really see that part of it.
0: Like from my point of view, I always say to anyone in that situation, look, find one person that needs what you do. Ask them enough questions to understand whether or not you feel like your service could actually help them. And if it doesn't say, I can't help you and send them somewhere else to a friend that can help them. If it does, like make them a simple offer and do some business together and go and get them the result because, like, human beings purchase results. They don't care about testimonials or all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. What they're interested in, what what's in it for me? What can you get me that I haven't yeah. got now? And if you, can, if you can join that conversation in somebody's head when you're just starting out, that's how I started this company. I literally cold-called my sister. I cold-called my mentor. I cold-called my best mates. I cold-called everybody I knew. And by the way, I always say to people about cold-calling, stop cold-calling people you don't know like cold call people you know and you'd be amazed how many people you know right now who know someone that might need you that's how i started this company nick james my business partner was number four on my cold call list and i never got past number four in the end to be honest (laughs) because when when i met him and started doing business i was like to him i'm gonna cold call you now who else do you know right now needs sales training was like me mom I was like, great, who else? is like me, my stepdad and my mum worked together, and then I have got the... And all of a sudden, I got access to like loads of his customers who needed sales training. I didn't need marketing at that point. I'd got the money for marketing to start out with. And then I just started getting individual people a result, and then the money starts to come in a bit more, and then you can start thinking about websites and blah, blah, you know, Yeah, I, I did half a million pounds in sales in the Elite Closing Academy without a website.
2: We always say that. We didn't have a website for ages, did we? It was like... On the to-do list because it's right because so many people they want to buy from us and that one of their excuses I'm calling it not a reason is I just need to get my ducks in a row I just need to set a website up first we say you don't because no one will care about your website no one will ever go to your website they won't even know if it exists you know it might and then the worst is when they get it done and then they're like ta-da and nobody cares about their website.
0: Um, One question I always ask in my trainings I always say if you didn't know yourself what would you need to type into Google to find yourself? And and a good question. Most people go, oh, my name. I said, no, no, you didn't listen to the question. The question was, if you didn't, didn't, know, you this, know. and yeah. let's be honest, like most people are not going to know us. I mean, you know, in my world, you know, I'm competing against like some massive gurus that one day I'll knock them off their, their perch. But for now, like I haven't got the, I haven't got the household name yet, and that's that's fine. So it's like, like you got to start small and aim big, really. And that that for me is, you know, anybody starting out, that's the kind of advice I'm giving them.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Then. So, what are your goals? What are your aims? Where do you want to take the business?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. Well, we we've got. Um, I've got a fairly unique setup in the fact that um, my business partner owns a company one hundred percent, and then owns half of mine. So Nick and I are co-founders of the Elite Closing Academy, but the two companies form a group. And in that group, there's twenty six staff, of which around about a third are sort of totally focused on my company, ECA. And then we kind of like share the rest, if that makes sense. And some of them are exclusively for him. And so it's a little bit unique. We're on year three of a five-year plan. At the end of 2024, we have some like very specific five-year plan targets. So uh, turnover is one of them, but also number of clients served is one of them. Uh, A number of tickets sold to our joint events. We're currently on target we're just actually a little bit behind we had a quarterly planning yesterday with the team we're just a little bit behind our annual goals at the moment but yeah so we're on target to become a 10 million pound group at the end of 2024 and my company should account to around about a third or just above that on its own so that those are the goals at the moment those are the revenue goals which are really exciting and and great to be part of the bit that excites me the most is like client numbers and at the moment, I think I've got about 130 people in my annual academy, 130 different businesses. End of 2024, I should know this number off by heart, it's more like 300. So we'll be servicing 300 companies uh, in our annual packages in 2024. So that's, that's the sort of like the mechanics of it, Anita. The bottom line is my vision is to be the go-to source of education and information on the planet when it comes to serving, selling and closing properly with integrity in my lifetime, and that's my vision.
2: So we always ask two questions on this podcast. We are the Get Savvy Club, so what makes you savvy?
0: I think my gift that I believe God gave me, and you don't have to give, you don't have to believe in God, my gift is is really sensing and being like uber-sensitive to how other people are feeling. So I, I genuinely walk into a room and I feel like an octopus, I literally feel like I, I can I can sense energy. I can sense uh, happiness. I can sense sadness. I, I believe I was given a sixth sense, and I'm able to use that sense to serve other people. And what I mean by that is, like in my social circle, I'm probably the guy that somebody might have a little quiet chat with about them maybe feeling a bit low, or maybe their life's not quite as good as as they want it to be, and. They won't say that in the bar with the lads, but they might have a quiet chat with me,
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: and and I can sense, you know, I I can sense if one of the guys
2: need that. The guys need a mat in their life, then don't they?
0: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, and, and and I used to find it a bit frustrating because I can be a bit intense in in the moment when I'm looking to help people out, and I've had to learn how to, you know, do better at that really. And I'm I'm definitely not the finished article, but. God,
1: no, um,
2: life all learning, when, bet, isn't it? It's frustrating when they don't listen to your advice, though. So.
0: <laughs> well, that's the bit I've worked on, to be honest. I don't yeah. really give advice. Um, yeah. I just listen. I ask and listen. And, yeah. you know, look, I've got, uh, in, in my family, my nan actually took her own life. I never knew her. Uh, my cousin, sadly, took his own life. And my, my dad um, and cousin have, have suffered, you know, with, with like, lots of mental health issues over the years. And I think my, my dad um, has, it's a gift, really, uh, it's a split personality disorder. It's part of his personality. I, I think they call it like bipolar now. And I grew up with with a person that was like that. So I think that's I was able to sense the mood. You're
2: quickly. hyper aware, then, aren't you? You yeah, have to you have to notice the mood, like to yeah. to 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 know how to navigate what the, the situation at home. So you've obviously done did that growing up. So now it's just yeah. part of who you are.
0: Yeah, and I think that was the gift, really. And 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 then going well, how do I serve people using that gift in business? Was, was kind of like the question that I ask myself. And, and it's a question I ask myself every day. I've got a coaching call with my coach a bit later on today. He's a guy called Jeff Mask, um, an amazing human being. Uh, he's based in Utah in America. And, you know, he works with me on leadership. And the four things that we focus on are um, mindset, action, spirituality and kindness, like it's really powerful coaching, and and it really helps me, or is helping so he's me. He's done
2: that because of his surname, then very nice.
0: That's his, that's his yeah. thing, yeah. But it's helped, it's helped me really serve other people with this sixth sense, and, and I don't do enough of it to be honest, and and it's something I'm looking to develop and do more of. That would be my savvy.
2: The second question we always ask. Let's see if your American coach has rubbed off you on, uh, rubbed off on what? you on this one <laughs> is. Um, uh, uh, to recommend a book that's helped you along your way at some point in marketing, business, book, self-help book. So if you've learned anything from Jeff, you will now shout out your own book. But let's see.
0: Well, no, to, to be honest, uh, listen, I do read my own book. I listen to books, audio books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm both. the slowest reader on God's honestly. It could take me three or four years to read a book, honestly. I get so distracted with people. I just yeah. can't. I love just, sitting with an
1: actual book, but now I'm older, I have to wear glasses to read, which just gets in the way. You know, I can't read in the bath because my glasses steam up. can't read in bed lying down because my glasses are doing kind of that. And it's just really frustrating.
0: I mean, I'm a listener, so if I go out for a walk or if I'm in the gym, yeah. I use that time to listen. And I'll be honest, quite a few, really, that I'm listening to reading. I'm, I do listen to quite a lot, so some of the people I study. I studied Martin Luther King and he's got an amazing uh, audio book called a call to consciousness. And it's like some of his best uh, speeches and stuff. I was listening to one in the early hours of the morning, actually this morning. uh, And there's so many transferable learnings from what that amazing human being taught years ago to now. Um, Also um, studied the queen, her majesty, the queen, like there's some great audio books. What a great leader she was. Mandela, his book is, it's a bit political, but again, um, he's something that massively inspires me. And then some of the some of the more popular ones I think that I really like. I I study quite a bit of stuff from Wayne Dyer. Um, yeah, versus Force was was a great great audio book uh, from Dr. David Hawkins. There's one or two people I follow in in the sales space that I've got integrity that I like. Jeb Blount in America is is really good. Uh, he owns something called the Sales Gravy. I like his stuff. Seems really like full of integrity and and quite genuine. Sales so, yeah. group.
2: Has he been going around a long time, that guy, that Jeff Black? He has, yeah, hasn't he? But yeah. yeah, yeah, I
0: think I've yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and listen, I, I, honestly, I do listen to other uh, sales influencers. I, I'm not scared to listen to what other people have got to say. And and I think oh, yeah. yeah. things that I'm proud of is that, like, my book, for example, um, when I wrote it, I actually started the bones of that book, and I didn't write it to sell anything to anybody. In my book, there's actual, like, how-to and I didn't realise that there was a world of books that are designed, not everybody, by the way, there are millions of great books, but for some people they just use it solely as a sales funnel. And, and, yeah, yours
2: and, is not a sales funnel. I read yours quite a few years ago and it's not, it's very, it's good. It's like, it just literally helps you So, stuff. Thank you. It's, But it's not yeah. a very... Lead carefully, Yeah, it's not a lead magnet, let's put it that way. Yeah. And by the way.
0: way, thank you for saying that, it means mm-hmm. a lot. The one thing I'd change is that... The,
2: you would make it more of a lead magnet now. <laughs> you,
0: no, you did it. <laughs> it's been an amazing lead magnet for us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like genuinely. I, I'm, I'm happy to share this, by the way, for, for authors. Um, my marketing team are led by a guy called Adam Ashburn. Because the book, thank you for what you said, Anna, is very much like, here's how I do it. Yeah. it. It wasn't copied from lots of different people. I didn't know who all these gurus were until I met Nick, to be honest. I'd never heard of most of them. In fact, I've never heard of any of them being truthful. Um, so when I wrote my, my book, it was all my own stuff. It was like stuff that I did. Now, have I been influenced by other people? I'm, of course I have. We're all influenced. But but I wasn't influenced by like a book that I read five years ago or 10 years ago or anything like that. I, I'd never read any of those things being open and real. So my book was very much like, here's the logical sequence and order that I use when I'm in conversations with people in the sales process. These are the kind of words, phrases and statements I use. you do not really like them all. Um, and this is how I exchange contracts with people and I use the same every time, have a look. So the only thing I'd have changed actually was somebody said, oh, you should use it as a lead magnet. And I mentioned my training a couple of times. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't do that again. What was great about it is um, that book in 2021, it didn't quite get us to seven figures, but it was quite close, you know, as, as just having literally the book and then trainings and, and joining my community and stuff and that you know it's been a really powerful um it's really helped build the business to be honest
2: if people are listening to this and they're like oh i want to find out more about matt what is the best way for them to do it
0: yeah good question i mean probably like you i mean i'm i've got lots of different social media handles and stuff like that and and again most of our social media we're looking to give good value and and, and build a really powerful community the, the best way is probably just going to the website leadclothesacademy.com you can get a free copy of the book on there you can you know check us out on there i think the other thing is my book is available on all like normal social media platforms now so you know spotify and audible and, and all of those places so it's, it's called open with the clothes people can download it but yeah on most social media platforms probably the same as you if you're enjoying property marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate follow and subscribe
1: Awesome. So interesting guy, interesting background. And what I like is that instead of just going to is hard, I can't do it, I feel awkward. He kind of looked at what other people were doing, what was working and thought about what might be a different approach and then tried that. And actually, good salespeople, you often find that they've just been in sales for a lot of years and they've done all manner of things, but they've kind of kept developing a learning along the way and he's absolutely right that selling is about having a conversation but I also think that it's about setting out your intention in terms of the outcome you are offering and getting people to understand that outcome and buy into it or not and uh you know we all say go for the no and if it's a no try and get that as quickly as possible so you can move on <laughs> because you don't want to spend all your day doing it do you yeah and think
2: about how you don't like to be sold to as well because I think we're so all think- consumers yeah, we all like buying stuff. But we don't mm-hmm. like to be sold to. And like, oh, God, some of the Facebook messages I've just been getting recently from people.
1: And like, LinkedIn. It's so
2: bad over okay.
1: Because you can see the previous messages, just like loads of long messages saying, I can help you with this, I can help you with that. And yeah. they've sent me four previously that I've not responded to. Yes. And I'm like you know take the hint i think it's uh you know that if you haven't got anything nice to say say nothing at all so i go with got that a, one i think i've got a water
2: bottle that says that be kind or be quiet it don't bloody really work when take it back to new look because the uh straws bust so oh,
1: yeah annoying when you buy something get it all the way home and then it's not working and you think no, well, i'll either go work. all the way back or yeah. just like cope with it
2: i'll just wait till i go back to new look again save the receipt for once so that's a bit you of sounded a bit really less than Go back new look. <laughs> we'll go, go back new look. I will go back new look. No
1: one else in the country says that
2: with my water bottle and my receipt. Go back I'll say, to new look. <laughs> with my water bottle and my receipt, and I was like, I need a new one, one that works. I should take Ow. some water to test it there and then. Matt recommend. You know what? Message
1: us and tell us what book it was because <laughs> we recorded the Matt interview. Yesterday, I think Yesterday. it was. And a whole night's gone by and now we can't, either of us, remember what it was. Which is really bad, isn't it? Would mm. have even made some notes, but nope, not there. Um, so I can't remember what the book was, but I'm sure it was very useful. So if you'd like to win it, then put a screenshot of the episode on social media and tag us, telling everyone how much you loved it. And do you know what? Give us a review. I haven't seen a review in ages and I like it. Even if it's just like, meh. <laughs> Great to At least it's interaction. <laughs> Great um, so, yeah. The, Let's is, yeah know. The, the crazy thing is,
2: our uh, reach is growing. We're in more countries than ever. Our downloads are growing. So, more and more, more
1: people are listening to this. And when we haven't to, even been on Lorraine shouting it out.
2: No. When we go to our talks at different networking events across the UK, people say, Oh, I listen to the podcast, blah, blah. But I think it's just, it's not. Obvious on the podcast apps how to rate and review them, is it? It's not it's not glaringly obvious. It's easy to put like a to be, up be up fair.
1: I don't often write reviews, so I don't really know. So I can't criticise yeah. anyone.
2: Because remember when we launched lo- when we launched and we were asking people, I did like a idiots like video, idiots guide to how to do it. And we should dig that back out and send it to people and say, Hey, you know, get on and get <laughs> on and do it, this. We'll find
1: you. <laughs> we'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Anyway, Bye. whatever you're doing for the rest of the day, however long you've got left in the day, enjoy it and we will Speak to you on the next episode. Fantastic. You bye bye.
0: That was Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, connect with us on social media. Just search Get Savvy Club.